Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hello and welcome to this episode of Talking Wyndham, the podcast that takes you in and around the city of Wyndham to meet some of the very fascinating people that uh, that work in our city, that run businesses in our city, that are the power brokers of our city, and also we take you into some places that you might not even know existed. Uh, today, though, we're heading to uh, the business precinct and uh, more particularly to the owner of the Telstra stores in Point Cook and uh, Mooney Ponds, also owns the Telstra Business Technology Centres in West Footscray and Hoppers Crossing. So has a big footprint on the city of Wyndham. Was also the Wyndham Business Person of the Year in 2017. I'm talking about Craig Kennedy from the Telstra stores. Craig's also really well known uh, for the work he does around uh, in the community, particularly in the Sanctuary Lakes Point Cook area. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll chat with Craig. And a reminder that uh, this podcast is available for sponsorship. If you're interested, contact Barbara at the Committee for Wyndham. You can jump on uh, their Facebook page or their website and get all the details of uh, how you can be part of this uh, terrific Talking Wyndham podcast. And uh, check out some of our previous episodes too because in there you'll find uh, Glenn from the Werribee Zoo talking about uh, what you've been reading about in the papers over the last few days, the big expansion at Werribee Zoo and uh, the new uh, uh, animals that are going to be housed there and uh, the new uh, plans they have for that. That was all in the previous podcast, so make sure you have a listen back to that and some of the other really great stories that we've brought to you so far in Talking Window. But now let's get to this week's guest. Joining me on the Talking Wyndham podcast now is a man who was the uh, Wyndham Business Person of the Year back in 2017 and is a very well-known person in the uh, in the Wyndham area, Craig Kennedy. G'day, Craig. How are you? Yeah, good, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Now, your roots go back, uh, I guess, uh, all the way uh, in the in the city of Wyndham and the and the western suburbs in general. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, born and bred in uh, Hoppers Crossing and moved through uh, Werribee, Werribee South, and now uh, now in Point Cook, in Sanctuary Lakes. So yeah, the whole pretty much spent the whole life in Wyndham. Well, yeah. we're going to talk about Sanctuary Lakes and uh, talk about uh, uh, what you're what you're involved in uh, away from business. But let's let's talk business first. And uh, you're the owner of the Telstra stores in Point Cook and at Mooney Ponds, and you also have other business interests. So, so take us through uh, where your business interests are at the minute. Yeah, so yeah, so we're we're a Telstra licensee, or I'm a Telstra licensee, uh, which means, I, I, as you pointed out, I do have the Telstra license store in in Point Cook and Mooney Ponds, which is sort of traditionally there to service mum and dad type customers. Uh, but we also have the uh, the Telstra Business Technology Centre, uh, Melbourne Northwest. So we look after the northwest region of Melbourne for Telstra from from a business customer perspective, and we've got a Got an office there in uh, in Granger Street in Footscray, as well as uh, a relatively new one in Old Geelong Road, Hops Crossing. Yeah. Up in the up in the big shopping centre up there, as you come off the highway. As you come off the highway, yeah, everybody. Uh, Everybody would. Oh, 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 probably another known icon of around Wyndham is, is Jacko from Drummond's Golf. So when everyone everyone says where is it, we're not far from Jacko and Drummond Golf. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what's the big move? What's what's sort of happening in that technology area at the moment that that's most affecting uh, local residents? Is it is it the NBN? Yeah, look, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things happening with NBN. NBN has been historically in in pockets of of Wyndham. Um, if, if you look at NBN when it was first sort of announced back in 2007 under Kevin Rudd, and as it's been progressively rolled out, it sort of started in the in, in mainly in country areas, but it's now 
rapidly coming to the city. And what and we're, we're literally seeing um, take-up rates of NBN like we've never seen them before, like thousands of businesses and households uh, you know, every couple of months in, in Wyndham are, are coming online with, with NBN, which is you know, posing challenges in, just in terms of just dealing with the capacity of the amount of people that are coming online. So, we're, I mean, uh, it's a convenient kind of a whipping boy for a, a lot of people in the technology industry. How do you see it? Is it a, a good thing or a, something that we just have to, we've got challenges with it and we have to overcome them or where does it sit with you? Yeah, look, I think it, it, it's all of those things. It, it, it is an easy it is an easy whipping boy. Um, I think the, the thing about NBN is it's just, it can be so misunderstood when, when, when someone walks into one of our Telstra stores or our, our business technology center and says, you know, can I get NBN? It's like, well, what kind of NBN is it? Uh-huh. Uh, there's, 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 uh, I think there's, uh, at last count, there's about six different kinds of NBN that you can get and, and, and win them themselves, experience all of them. There's, you know, without getting too technical, but there's things like fiber to the curb, fiber to the node, fiber to the premises, there's high frequency cables, that parts of Werribee South are on wireless NBN. So it's so, so understand first what kind of NBN you're going to connect to is, is, is a challenge because the connection process differs depending on on what kind of NBN technology you're on. Yeah. Um, but then I think it's also just understanding that, you know, what's, what's uh, NBN's responsibility, what's a retail service provider like a Telstra's responsibility, what's the responsibility of a developer or, 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 the, or the actual owner of the premises to run their own cable. Uh, once those things are coordinated, things can run relatively smoothly. So the, the process of getting from NBN to to or getting from where you are traditionally to NBN can be a bit painful. But for the most part, once people are on NBN, they're quite uh, yeah they're, they're quite happy that the speeds increase and it is it is actually improving. But it, look, it is it is a forced change. So you know, people that have had you know people that turn around, I think about my my my, my parents, my in laws, some. Some business owners that have sort of turned around and said, "Craig, I've operated like this for twenty years. So, yes, look, I know you have, but you can't anymore because if you do, the lines will actually get cut off. You have yep. to change. Um, that's probably the biggest challenge for people. That that it, it is a forced technology change, which means you're forced to think about things that uh, often you've just been allowed to let go for for a number of years. And, and there was, a, I have to be fair to say, there was a fair bit of scaremongering went on amongst it uh, by some some fairly unscrupulous uh, people in the uh, in the technology. Uh, Sort of industry, yeah, absolutely. Look, it's one of the hardest things that we we have to battle with from time to time. It's like you know, people people will ring up all of the time with with threats that you're gonna your phone's gonna be cut off straight away, or you have to change your phone, you have to change your technology, you have to get a uh, you have to buy a new phone system. And and to be honest, that's just scaremongering, and ninety ninety percent of that is garbage. Um, when the NBN rolls through, it is legislated that eighteen months after NBN comes through. Um, you do need to move. You don't have a choice. You have to move. All the the old traditional copper lines will be cut off, but yep. you have got eighteen months to move. And and look, nine times out of ten, the, uh, the your existing technology, whether it's two years old or whether it's you know fifteen years old, uh, can be adapted to work with NBN. You don't you don't need to buy new technology just to work on NBN. Um, but you know, we we try and have the conversation with customers that says, well, you're going to a higher higher grade of internet service and higher speed, so if we're considering new technology, buy, buy new technology for technology's sake in the sense that you'll use it, not because you know someone's someone's given you a line that you have to change. Is uh, is it uh, an, a, a door opening to a whole lot of new technology uh, breakthroughs and uh, expectations? Uh, the NBN for, for for small businesses, a lot of whom would be listening to this Talking Wyndham podcast. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's well known that ADSL um, uh, internet technology just just doesn't cut the mustard anymore. Yeah. Uh, more and more, as uh, small business or all kinds of business look for remote workers, I want to work on the road. I want to be. I want my office to be mobile. I want my, my office to be anywhere. Um, how you access your information and where you hold your information um, becomes important, and that's where you start to see buzzwords like the cloud and that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, unless you've got a, a, a reasonable grade internet, um, reasonable grade internet connection, which I would say for like NBN entry level or higher, many of those technologies like the cloud um, are not accessible to small business customers purely because the internet's not powerful enough to run them. Um, so it is a so it's definitely a game changer for us when we talk to customers about saying you know where if you want to you know if you want to store your data somewhere else if you want to be able to remotely access applications if you want to be able to you know remotely access your server from wherever you are in the world um, NBN is certainly a, a big enabler uh, a big core piece of the enabled infrastructure to allow to allow you to do that. Is it as scary as it's sometimes made out to sound, Craig? Uh, no. Not really, not really. I think if, if the, the, the challenge is that I find is very few businesses out there that, that can bring the, the telecommunications piece together with the IT piece, together with the, the change management piece inside of businesses that says we can do this in a staged, progressive manner that you know, ensures that you have you know, backups, redundancy, like say 4G is a backup or reliability, um, but more importantly, it's done at the customer's pace. Yeah. Uh, unless, they, unless, unless they've at the last minute. I think sometimes people come in with a really big bang approach and try and completely change the customer's world, which in, in, in the, and they completely change their environment, which is which is scary and problematic. Uh, or at other times, people will come in and they'll focus on one thing and one thing only. They'll focus on just trying to sell a, a customer uh, a new phone system, for example. Um, and then forget about all the other things that the internet's important for in terms of um, you know, make, manage, making sure we manage the quality of the calls, the, the, the security, like internet security is huge at the moment. So yeah. making sure that um, it's uh, secure access to your systems and how do you prevent uh, other people from coming in? Um, yeah, what, what are you going to, what are you actually going to use the internet for is a primary thing. So we, we really sort of, sit down and have a sort of consultative approach with our customers and say, look, what are you going to use the internet for? Um, uh, what are your priorities in terms of you know all manner of things from point of sale systems to phone calls to applications to email to servers, and then really plan it in a progressive way that you know, meets the customer's budget, but also meets their time frame. So it doesn't have to be a scary big bang big bang approach. Yeah, uh, I guess breaking it down into into terms that we all understand is uh, is the number one thing of anything you get involved in in these days. Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's and that's. That's half the that's half the battle. Half the battle is trying to sort of explain to customers that look, the internet. If you understand it, it's all about you know. In 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 practice today, once you're on the on the NBN, every piece of information that comes into and out of your business uh, now runs over the internet. So whereas faxes used to run over copper, or a phone call could run over copper, but your email could run over the internet. Well, well now absolutely everything runs over the internet. So if you understand that everything runs over the internet, it's now about saying, well, how do I prioritise that and make sure that my core business applications get the get the power they need to run, um, yeah, without restricting my people too much. And you know, the amount of times we've 
gone into businesses and people have said this system's no good or it doesn't work or the phone calls drop out and we sort of say, well, now it's not really an issue with the phone system itself. It's yeah, it might be dropping out because you've got half a dozen half a dozen kids in your office watching the NBN playoff, <laughs> NBL playoffs or something, or they're watching, they're streaming this, and that's and that's what's causing it. So really, it's it's really about looking inside your business as much as who's got access to your data, what are they doing on that data, as much as it is just the the physical pipe. Because in reality, that's all the NBN is just it's just a pipe that feeds information in and out of your business at a particular speed. So. What we find is the internal part is, is far more important than that part. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, your other interests outside of the business uh, for a little while. I mean, uh, you've obviously been yep. involved uh, at Sanctuary Lakes in a, a very hands-on way uh, over over the last uh, f- you know few years. Tell us a little about uh, that involvement that you've had. Yeah, so I, I joined uh, the board of Sanctuary Lakes Golf Club, I think uh, it would have been about five years ago now. Um, and within sort of the first six to eight, eight months, I found myself as as chairman of that board as it was sort of helping it go through its uh, transition phase where it was being handed over from the developer to the club as a private club. Uh, and I sort of served as chairman there on the board for three and a half years and, and stepped down from the board in uh, in, in November uh, last year. So only, only sort of six months now that we've been off that particular board. So uh, what are, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, lot of let's, let's be honest, a lot of rumour and innuendo about what's going on with Sanctuary Lakes. What are you, what's the truth? Uh, oh, look, the truth is, um, at, at the time uh, when the, de- the developer exited, there were, you know, the club was um, in in a reasonable amount of financial duress. I think, yep. you know, it started with the likes of uh, an, an, another Wyndham resident at the time, Ron Gorsey, um and Joe McLeaner, and these kind of guys negotiating with the developer on an outgoing plan. Um, but the developer, once once Sanctuary Lakes was fully built, um, the, de- the developer really had no uh, no interest in running a golf club. So it. Uh, it, it, it entered a deal with the um, with with the members to hand the club back to the members, but in, yep. but in doing so, it handed back you know, accrued debt. So it was at the time in excess of four million four million dollars in debt uh, and losing over a million dollars a year in terms of its operating its operating costs. But it, it, it backed the club for a period of time under under a under a transition arrangement. It it, it backed the club financially, um, but but it was really up to the club to trade its way out and. Um, there was some there was some really really hairy times there where we were we were worried that the club would and may not be able to meet its debts, but we all but we uh, through through a combination of realising some land assets and, and 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 making some sales there, and and also really doing a a much better uh, job at improving efficiencies in the bottom line of the club. Uh, the club is quite in a much sounder financial position today. It's, oh, that's it's good. Now, it's debt free, so the, the four million dollars worth of debt's been repaid. So it's clear um, that the seven figure losses have now reduced to sort of circa a hundred k. There's some really good growth plans in there. Driving range revenues are, are taking off. Um, membership is growing. We've got another another Wyndham local in in uh, and local resident, lifelong resident, Mark Finlay down there. There. Our head curator, who's doing an amazing job with the course. So yeah, the the, the future now is is uh, pretty bright. It's not out of the woods uh, like a lot of golf clubs because golf as a as a membership as a, as a membership based sport is actually you know, a little bit in decline. But um, but it's uh, it, it's certainly uh, in a much much healthier position than what it was when we when we first uh, when, when we first had, it was first handed over. Oh, that's a that's a, a great achievement by everyone involved. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, there was. Oh, hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of work involved to uh, to to try and 
uh, get the club to the point where it could still stay as a, you know as a championship golf course in Melbourne's west. Um, you know the, the the driving range was retained. There was a there was a, uh, a quite a strong push and movement for the driving range to be sold off as further um, uh, further units to be developed, which we we managed to prevent and, yeah. and, and kept it as a as a and kept it, and have actually invested in it now as a as a major. Uh, you know, sporting facility for for Wyndham and anyone to use, and I guess if anyone's listening to it, would say you'll, you don't have to be a member of the the golf club to use the golf club or the or the driving range. The, the driving range is uh, is open to anybody to go down there and, and and bang a few balls down there, you know, before or after work and knock out a bit of stress if they want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. very yeah. handy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. handy. You're a golfer yourself, Craig, and uh, what do you play off? Yeah, no, I am a golfer. Um, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I represented uh, Werribee for many years in the VGA pennant and captained that side for a few years as a, as a youngster in my sort of twenties. Uh, got down to a handicap of one. I Ooh. think when I when I joined the board of the golf club, I was off two or three, and I think now I'm out to now I'm out to ten. So yeah, <laughs> don't, don't don't join a board of a golf club if you want your if you want your handicap to improve. Ruins your game. It ruins your game. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. the only sporting club you're involved with. I mean, obviously through the business and uh, and through your own involvement, yeah. uh, you've uh, you've got uh, tentacles in other areas as well. Yeah, look, we um, we sponsor quite a, a number of um, clubs around Wyndham, from baseball clubs, where it be football club, um, uh, local cricket clubs. I think we've sponsored the Werribee Athletics guys. Um, yeah, a lot. I mean, I. Yeah, played played sport all my life and enjoy sport. And I remember growing up uh, around Wyndham, seeing uh, Rick Willaney's name everywhere from yeah. Rick Willaney Toyota from those days, where he, where he sponsored so many different clubs and causes in um, in Wyndham. And I thought, look, this wouldn't it be great one day if I had a business that would be able to do do something similar. So um, look, it's getting harder these days, but we do. Oh, look, there'd, there'd be at least. Over the journey, you know, twenty, thirty plus clubs that we we, we support. I, I think that uh, that uh, I guess association and partnership uh, between uh, businesses, local businesses, and local sporting organisations, uh, it it goes beyond what you get back from it. Sometimes it's just a it's a commitment you've made to the community that uh, that you live in, that you're bringing your kids up in, and that that to me is a really strong and a really important thing uh, for businesses to do, and for the and for the sporting clubs to appreciate exactly. Uh, you know, that's that's money that is very hard. Hard earned that they're handing over to, to, to sporting clubs. Yeah, it is. Um, but I think you're exactly right that it's it's a, it's a commitment to saying I want to be involved in and, and have my name associated or my business's name associated with with local sport and someone who's a supporter of that local local um, um, local sport. Like Telstra sort of help us with some, some matching it with some of some of their marketing dollars. Yep. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's still it's still hard earned money that could. You don't have to spend, but it's um, yeah. When you when you run around, you see little kids with your business logo on it, or you see it, you know. As, as I as I move from sort of sporting ground to sporting ground, occasionally just checking out different sports and what goes on with it. It's great to to feel a bit of a connection with with Wyndham and that club to see that that, that your 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 business is is represented through signage or some sort of sports sponsorship on a on a short on, on a shirt or a pair of shorts or a ground or something like that. Uh, Wyndham Business Person of the Year. I mentioned that in the intro back in 2017. What did that mean to you? Um, yeah, it was um, uh, a very big surprise. Um, one of my uh, one of my staff members nominated me for that, so I uh, went through the process. And um, uh, look, it was very very humbling. I, 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 you know, it's obviously great to get an, an individual accolade, but 
um, you know, the, the success of our business is about our whole team and, and all of our staff. Um, and, and I couldn't, I couldn't have achieved that without, without the support of, um, you know, my staff, uh, my family, my wife. Um, I couldn't achieve that without the support of, you know, fellow board members and members of the golf clubs and clubs that I'm around with. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like, it was, in a sense, it, yeah, look, it was, it was great to be given that accolade and, and very, very proud, but it's sort of, it, it's a, it's a, the culmination of the work work and support I do with so many different individuals. Uh, and I think uh, that's the, uh, the, obviously you set a standard and uh, and the people that work for you and around you and with you, uh, they they adhere to that standard and uh, everyone gets lifted in the process and uh, yeah, as you say, it might be a, an individual award to you but it's it's probably about as much about the people around you as it is around uh, about yourself. Yeah, it is and the Wyndham Business Awards are huge. I, um, I On the night I was amazed by just uh, the turnout of of, of how many local business people that were there that were passionate about the awards and sharing and socialising with one another and, and sharing business stories. Um, I believe this year's uh, the 20, 25th year anniversary that sold out within a, we sold out roughly 500 tickets within a week. So um, I'm looking forward to this, this this year's event too, which is coming up in uh, a couple of weeks' time. Now, if you uh, had a little uh, genie and you uh, you know rub the bottle and the genie pops out, what's the one thing about uh, the uh, the city of Wyndham in terms of doing business and uh, and being a resident, what would you change? What would you like to see happen? Oh, what would I like to what would I change? Oh, I, I still think there's um, oh with Wyndham there's, there doesn't seem to be there's, there's so many um, how do I say there's not there's not really um, there's, there's there's some really good networking groups like Biznet and and things like that and the committee for Wyndham. I just I just think we need to find if we could find a a better way of more regularly engaging council and people to get bigger, bigger networking groups together would be um, would be great. Um, I, I, I think there doesn't seem to be, and I don't think it's um, deliberate by any means. I think it just happens. But the but the the whole what you, what you see with a lot of other communities around you know live local, buy local. Yeah. Um, you don't get I don't get that strong sense. In it's in Wyndham that we we really have that as a business community. Look, we try, and I think a lot of a lot of us do, but I think there's there's more more that could be done in that space. Almost an umbrella kind of theme that runs through the entire community. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So this means there's, there's so much to Wyndham's amazing and unique in terms of its just natural assets. Um, you know, from the the, the Werribee River to the zoo to the mansion to to all of the various different things that um, you know we go you know people could talk about often they call this it farm but you could talk about it as a as a, as a world class um, sewage treatment facility the wetlands there's there's so much natural beauty to Wyndham and the people are so genuine I think it's um, it, it's really about how do we how do we try and get a, a more sense of an identity around um, Wyndham as opposed to the West and and, and trying to you know live local, be proud, shop shop local. Um, and potentially, uh, I was involved in a working group with the, with the Committee for Wyndham a little while ago about building the building the infrastructure in Wyndham um, in, in, the, in the form of everything from you know, uh, telecommunications to roads to public transport that means people can, people can have professional careers and work in Wyndham. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people in Wyndham have to jump in a train or battle a three-way every day to get into the city to work. But uh, if we had the infrastructure here uh, in Wyndham, we could we could a- attract a lot more local talent to live in and stay in uh, and, and work in Wyndham as opposed to having to go into the city to do yeah. that. 
Uh, no, it is. It's an ongoing problem and one that I uh, hope well, we hope that uh, gets addressed uh, on an ongoing basis. Craig, thanks for your time. Yeah. Been uh, been a pleasure to catch up. People, of course, uh, the Telstra stores that you operate, uh, Point Cook and Mooney Ponds, and uh, and the business technology centres, uh, as you mentioned, at West Footscray and uh, in Hoppers Crossing. We uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks very much for spending a, a little bit of it with us here on Talking Wyndham. No problem. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Well, thanks to Craig and uh, good luck to him and uh, and all his uh, terrific staff at the Telstra stores. Of course, his uh, store in Point Cook, he's got one in Mooney Ponds as well, and the business technology centres in Hoppers Crossing and at West Footscray. So uh, we thank Craig for his time and uh, certainly uh, can tell you that uh, his staff will most definitely look after you. They're very, very good. Uh, that's it for this edition of uh, Talking Wyndham. Until the next time, take care. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham, All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.